Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. You know, Pastor Edis, I'm not sure that we need one or two or five or ten national people preaching on TV. What I find more important would be for at local levels, in local churches, local pastors, ignite the fire of truth and the fire of morality Mm -hmm. in each church and each congregation. You know, a while ago I I interviewed on on our program on Freedom Forum Radio, Pastor Matt Truella, who wrote a book called The... uh, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Mm-hmm. And his point was very well taken. He, he, he starts the book by discussing a biblical event, uh, an event in history, uh, that demonstrates this principle. Back when the Romans ruled Palestine, mm-hmm. okay, the emperor in Rome was Caligula, a very evil and, and egotistical right. man. And the Roman governor of Palestine was Petronius. Mm-hmm. Well, Caligula uh, wanted to put a statue of himself because he considered himself to be God. Right. So he wanted to put a statue of himself in the holy temple in Jerusalem. And he sent an order down to Petronius and said, make a statue of me and put it in the temple. Well, the Jewish people of Palestine were were terrified and angry and abhorrent that he would consider doing this, and they, they understood that if a, a statue of Caligula were placed in their temple, their temple would be defiled. Mm-hmm. And so they begged and pleaded with Petronius not to do this. They did everything that they could do as individuals. They they pledged their lives, they pledged their children, they laid on the ground and exposed their necks and said, kill me instead of putting that, of your, instead of putting that statue in the temple. Mm-hmm. And Petronius relented, and he sent a message back to Caligula and said, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Caligula, being the man he was, sent a message back, uh, well, Petronius, you've defied me, therefore please fall on your sword and end your miserable life. Well, of course, they didn't have email and telephones in those days, so that he sent that message by boat. Mm-hmm. Well, very shortly after that, 
Caligula was murdered by a bunch of people who wanted to take over, and they sent another a message on another boat, basically saying, "Ignore the previous message because Caligula, he's dead. He ain't around no more." Well, fortunately, the second boat got to Petronius before the first, and so he did not fall on a on a sword. But that that was the example that Pastor Truella uses to demonstrate that lesser magistrates should stand with the people to prevent the tyrants above from forcing immorality or immoral right. on on the people below. And who who has done that? We talked about Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer was, in essence, although he wasn't in the government, he was a lesser magistrate. Mm-hmm. And so the whole concept is, is that lesser magistrates, local government officials, should interpose themselves between the edicts of the tyrants Mm -hmm. and the people. And the role of the people, led by the clergy, is to support their lesser magistrates in fighting for them on their behalf Mm -hmm. to maintain the rule of law and the rule of morality. Mm -hmm. Well, these, uh, these are some of the things that happened in the early church during those days of persecution. Uh, and I've often thought about this. We've got churches scattered all over this country, 20 to 20,000, you know. So there's, there's, a, there's a vast number there. And these are these gathering places that we call churches. Uh, the church really is inside the person who's believed. So... These are really just assembly houses where we gather. But if every one of the churches, buildings, gatherings across this country were to stand for morality like they should. Now, the lady in Kentucky is a prime example. We've got states now who are standing against some of the things. Over in Blount County, Tennessee, I think it was, I uh, don't remember the town now, but the mayor there, I believe it was, they actually passed something like an ordinance in their town asking God when his judgment comes upon America to overlook them because they they did, and, and she's, she's catching all kind of uh, opposition to that because it, they were making it a law. So uh, the things that, and, and all of those local assemblies together make up the one bride or body of Christ, which is the true church. So it's, all, it's only representative. When I drive down the road and I see a church building down here is First Baptist Young Harry's, I know there's a group of believers that gather there. When I go to Pastor Sharp Memorial out there, I know that there's, a group of believers there. And it's that way all across the country. And so if those, should I should I say rallied? If the troops were rallied, we are soldiers as Christians. Our warfare is in heaven. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But what we fail to realize in that, that up there, so to speak, in heaven is where the battle is won. And uh, and yes, on, on this earth, we've got to stand. Bonhoeffer, 
took him out and shot him in the back, pushed him into an oven and burned him, or a furnace and burned him to death. Uh, it may cost us. Freedom costs you something. Freedom is to be protected by a heavy cost. It just didn't happen. It just didn't just come. And the whole concept of freedom is in the heart of God. God answers to no one. And so when he created man, he created him with that same ability, freedom, to make a choice. And people need, in our day, we need to make the right choices, whether we call ourselves Christians or not. I know a lot of good moral people that do not know the Lord, but they're good moral people. They need to be protected. A Christian needs to be protected, and the persecution we're seeing today in our country continues. It's like you were talking about the boy who was disciplined on his team. I think he was thrown off the team, was he not? Either that or some way penalized. Yeah, he was penalized some way. And the coach, uh, I mean, he's been uh, He's been, they tried dismissed. to fire him. Yeah, yes. dismissed, I think. Yeah. So that's that's persecution. And, uh, but yet we can't get a, we can't get a Muslim. We can't get them to speak up against a Muslim to take their headdress off, see what they look like, see who they are, identify them, and nobody will speak out against that. Uh, so uh, let me let me address something else along these same lines, Doctor Dan. I think another another thing we need to consider in all we've talked about thus far has to do with the prophetic end of things. The prophetic statements of the Lord Jesus, along with all the prophets, especially with Daniel and Ezekiel and in the book of the Revelation, we're finding or seeing that that the times that we're in, I think, are prophetically on time. You are listening to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We pick up where we left off with Pastor Edis. Jesus talked about times getting worse. And, and there's different terminology that's used in there. People say we're in the last days. Well, we've been in the last days ever since Jesus was here because it says he came in the last days. So we move from last days to end-time events. And so we're seeing that if we go to if we go to the scriptures that's written in Matthew 24 it also gives us some clues as to society progressively getting worse even to the point that Jesus said in his letter in the book of the revelation to one of the churches I'll spew thee out of my mouth in other words his own his own children make him nauseous. Those people in that church in Laodicea, they were lukewarm. He said, and lukewarm water will make you spew, <laughs> spew it out of your mouth. And there's some interesting things in all of that. I, I stood in Laodicea, and up on top of the, one of the mountains surrounding the area was a, a thermal spring. You could see the steam coming up off of it. 
I was there. I saw people. It's about a knee deep to a thigh thigh deep poo spring on top of that mountain, and it it and people were out there wading around in it, you know, relaxing, enjoying the hot water, but that water drained off down through a channel out of the top, and it was all of limestone. It looked like snow-capped mountains. It flowed off down into the valley, and here came a cold water river, body of water, and the two joined together. Well, the people in Laodicea had found a way to pipe that water that thermal water off down into the city. In doing so, there was a buildup uh, of calcium that was in those lines in the conduit, and when when somehow they were drinking that water, and it caused blindness. They uh, and when the hot water ran together with the cold water, it became lukewarm. So the rider was riding to their uh, geographical layout there and talking to them about and using those things to say to them, this is how you are. You're blind. You need something for your eyes. You need an eye salve. And so I think we're, if we relegate the different letters to the churches as to a time frame, the church at Ephesus the first hundred years, Move it right on. You go into the time of the Roman uh, emperors and all of that. When Constantine declared uh, Christianity the state religion and, and all of those things. Right on through to that church, that last church of Laodicea. And, and another thing about that, if I can get this right, Laos means people. Uh, Odyssea. The the etymology of that word, the meaning of that word, has to do with rights, and so it means the people's rights, and it's the culture we're in today. Everybody wants their rights, and we've taught people under our constitution that we've got rights, rather than a responsibility. And when we teach people they have rights, we wind up with rebellion. If we teach people they're, res- they're to be responsible to their neighbors, to God, and to their families, and they have that resp- God-ordained responsibility, then you'll have a better society. We don't have that. Not today. We do in some, you know, not everybody's bad, but uh, we're speaking of majority. We see the majority heading in that direction. And it's sad. It's heartbreaking, but I think from that prophetic standpoint, we're we're also in that days or in those days. What is that? That Laodicea church represents the last years of the church on earth before it's taken out, and so we're seeing the development of all of that, and it's been that way now for the last fifty years to where it's just snowballed. When abortion was passed in the 60s, down. From there, everything else has seemed to have taken it down. We've not had a revival in this country in over, what, 150 years? There has been revivals in various different places. 
I think about it in this light. My dad was in a nursing home at Murphy Peachtree for six years, I think it was. Every time a virus would come through, he would get it. It'd take him another notch down. Another, another something would come through, and he, he'd contact it, take him another notch down. And, and I thought about that a lot. It's kind of like where we are in the church age today. It's just, it seems like we've got this thrown at us, takes us another notch down, another notch down. And I think we're, I think we're prophetically speaking from scriptures. I think we're, we're nearer than what we think. There's, well, there's no question that the Bible itself, of course, has many examples of when the people ignore God's law mm-hmm. and they don't repent and God removes the, his protection from them, mm-hmm. that then they are punished. punished. And that is the punishment. The punishment of God is when he turns his face from you. And that is where we are in this country today. I think so. And that, uh, there are two things there. You, you meant use the word punishment. I like to divide it in this direction, Dr. Dan. There is the thing of the wrath of God that's mentioned, as in Romans 1. And the Romans, the, the wrath of God is when God says, all right, have it your way. I'm backing off. And we, we all know that the consequences, or we all should know, the consequences of sin is death. And so if God m- removes his protecting hand, what's going to happen? Chaos. Judgment, then, is an entirely different thing. Judgment is when God rains fire down on a city such as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities and burns them up with fire and brimstone. Uh these are things of judgment. And so I like to think of the person of God in those situations. There's the wrath, which most people think, well, the judgment of God is when God comes down with a big hammer on you, you know, or a big whip and whips you. And we fail to realize this part of the wrath of God where he just withdraws his protection. Well, that's really the essence of Isaiah 9.10. Absolutely. And that's what happened is that the the Israelites did did not they just weren't doing the right thing. They were warned over and over and over again. Finally, God said, "Look, my protection over you is gone." Yeah. And that's when the Assyrians came and destroyed the temple. Well, I'd like to see before it's my time to go, or the rapture takes place, or the catching out of the church. I'd like to see one revival to where there was a great turning back to God. I truly believe that that is what it will take to save this nation. The divide among us is more than any human can possibly bridge. And so your wish, as far as, as, far as my view is, that wish of yours is, in fact, the only hope for salvation that we have as a society and as a nation. Mm-hmm. Pastor Edis, it has been a wonderful time speaking with you, and I am so honored to have had you as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. 
thank you very much, Dr. Dan, and it's my privilege to be here. And I hope uh, that uh, I hadn't said something that gets you in trouble. <laughs> I, I'm perfectly able to do that all by myself. Okay. Thank you, and God bless you. And bless you, and thank you much. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. And people I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be all right this morning